Hello, hello, this is Courtney, and this is a message that this podcast will actually be moving to wonderinenglish.com. Wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R-N-I-N, English.com. The podcast name will also be changed to Wonder in English. Wug English will no longer be an active website, podcast, or YouTube channel. Everything is moving over to the new name, wonderinenglish.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Wonder in English podcast, and I'll see you guys there. Hello, and welcome to Wug English. The Wug English community provides free online English lessons for students with an intermediate to advanced level of English. For the full version of this lesson, don't forget to check out wugenglish.com, w-u-g-english.com. So today's topic is about New Year's resolutions. Okay, so I'm going to read off some of the vocabulary that I talk about today, and I want you to listen out for these words and try to understand them in the context of the story that I'm telling. The first word is resolutions, then aspirations, lofty, execute, in a linear fashion, to mold something or someone, vision board, to come to fruition, to cut down on, open-ended, leeway, to set aside, and taboo. So go ahead and listen out for those words, and then you'll see even more vocabulary words in the full English lesson on wugenglish.com. The name of that lesson is New Year's Resolutions. So today's topic is about New Year's resolutions. This is something that I've read a lot about. A lot of books say different things, but pretty much all of them will agree that every time you write down your goals or your resolutions, they'll be much more likely to come true. So every December 31st, a lot of hopeful Americans will begin to write down their their dreams and their aspirations and to see what's ahead of them for the year. However, if you wrote down your goals once, you'll probably see that maybe 50% of them will be achieved by the end of the year or by the end of the next year, depending on how realistic your goals are or how lofty your goals are. But if you write down your goals regularly, which is something I've seen many people suggest, like every morning waking up and writing down a few specific, very important goals to yourself, then you'll have a 42% chance increase in achieving them. They did a study on that between two groups of people who wrote their goals down regularly and another group who didn't, and they were much more likely to achieve their dreams. So I think that would be worth the effort. And something that I've been thinking about a lot this year when I'm writing down my own goals is do they make me happy? And I think that's something that we can easily forget when we're planning and we're executing and we're thinking about facts and figures and success. We tend to kind of think about success in a very linear fashion. Like I need this to achieve this, to get money for this. But really, we need to sit down and ask ourselves why we want money in the first place or why we want to achieve this certain thing in the first place. 
And the reason is because if we don't ask ourselves those questions now, we'll start heading down a path that can lead us to success, but not to happiness. And I think that's not what anybody wants. All humans are really striving for happiness. So I'm reading this book called The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. And it's really making me analyze each and every goal that I have and the things that I pursue in my day-to-day life and how happy they make me. So for 2019, I'm going to write a list of all the things that make me happy, the things that I notice that after I do them, I feel this contentment and this ease in my life. And I think that's important because oftentimes, if we don't reflect on what makes us happy, maybe we think something does, but it actually doesn't give us that feeling. So for example, right now I'm studying French. And at first I thought, well, you know, French is sort of taking up my time. It's taking my time away from working on WUG English and personal projects. And maybe studying French is not a good idea. So I was thinking, okay, 2019, I'm not going to study French anymore. Then a couple of days this week, I took a few French classes and I felt so good afterwards. You don't feel good the entire time. There's many points in the class where I felt discouraged or bored or frustrated you feel all of these range of emotions, but when the class is finished, you have this peacefulness and the sense of relief and the sense of contentment. Like, yes, I finished something and I feel good about it. So examining the happiness of what it's like to have worked on something and finished it in its entirety, or the happiness of working on it while it's progressing, I think those are two different ways to look at it. So. If you feel really good after you finish something, but not always necessarily during the whole process of it, that's probably something that's working on developing your character. And that's probably something that you need to pursue because that happiness that you achieve at the end is something worth fighting for. Other things are just happy while you're doing them and not necessarily when it's finished. For example, I practice yoga. I have so much fun during yoga class. It's so enjoyable, but when yoga is finished, I have a good feeling, but that goes away pretty quickly. It's not about a lasting effect when it's done. It's more about the process of yoga and enjoying it while it's happening. So if we make a list of all the things that make us happy and then categorize them in two different lists as to whether it's making us happy while we're doing them versus after we finish them, then we can start to see the things that comprise our life and who we are. So in my 2019 New Year's resolution, I want to choose many things from this list instead of just writing down what I think success should look like. I want to follow what feels good to me and the passion inside of me and not just things that I enjoy the process of, but things that I know are good for me and that I enjoy when they're finished. Things that really mold you as a person and like I said before, they create character because They ask you for diligence and perseverance. And when you're finished, you feel the sense of triumph because you feel like you've actually accomplished something. So I'm making those two lists. I'm pulling from them and creating a completely new New Year's resolution list. And I'm going to categorize them in four different areas. One is health, which is super important. Then love and relationships, then vocation and time and money freedom. It's all about getting specific about what you want. So how can you make this not only as achievable as possible, so you want it to be realistic, but also realistic in the way that it's described so clearly that it feels like it's tangible. It feels like it's in front of you and already happening. 
Can you maybe create a vision board, which is something that I've done this year as well. I took a cork board and I printed out a bunch of pictures that have exactly what I want for this next year and I pinned them up on that cork board. And this is going to align directly with my New Year's resolutions, the things that make me happy, the things I want to achieve, how I'm going to work on myself. And so when I wake up every morning, I can see these goals visually and I can also write them down regularly and you'll be much more likely to achieve them using both methods. So as as long as it's feeling super real to you, it's going to be much more likely to come to fruition. Some of my New Year's resolutions are cutting down on social media. Another one is completing projects and not multitasking. So I want to concentrate solely on one task at a time to avoid the Zygernik effect. And what that means is whenever you're working on something and you leave it unfinished, your mind really keeps buzzing around that project until you've completely closed it out, until you completely have finished it. So the more that you're working on a bunch of open-ended projects, the more taxing it is on the mind. So this year, I would really like to sit down and focus on one or two small and completable projects each day and actually finish them if possible. This will give your brain a lot more leeway, a lot more energy to think about other things, and you'll be able to have more energy to concentrate in one specific area so that when you're doing those things and you're not multitasking, you'll be able to complete them not only quickly, but thoroughly. I would also like to work each day on French and practice a spaced repetition method. So basically what that means is that I will have a bunch of new words at the beginning of each week, I'll go through and I'll look at them. And then the ones that I know that I know, I'll set those aside. The ones that I'm sort of unfamiliar with, I'm going to put those in another place and then keep looking at those each and every week until I feel comfortable. And then maybe at the end of each month, I'll pick up all those words and review review them all again. And each year I normally make the goal of meditating and journaling daily. And I'm going to continue along with that as well. And just work on communication in my relationships. And a way to do that for me is to go to therapy. And I know this is a huge stigma or taboo in many countries, but in the United States, it's actually become quite normal and actually really encouraged by people. I've heard so many people on YouTube and in my personal life talk about therapy in a way that it's completely transformed their life. So that's what I want to go into 2019 searching for. I want to be the best version of myself and sometimes other people can help you get there. So those are some of my goals and I would be really curious to know some of your goals as well. If you want to write down your resolutions, don't forget to keep writing them down each day and you'll be much, much more likely to achieve them. Like I said, 42% more likely to achieve them. Don't forget to look at what makes you happy and be really honest with yourself and cut down on side projects that maybe you don't need to work on. Declutter, de-stress your life, concentrate solely on a few things, and work hard on those things, and you'll feel so much relief in achieving them. So I hope you guys have a wonderful new year. Stay tuned for some of the words that I've used. Okay, so resolutions, these are firm decisions that you make to do or not to do something. So whenever you make a resolution for the new year, you're deciding, okay, I'm going to do this. Normally it's like, okay, I'm going to lose 10 pounds and you are resolved. That's the verb. A resolution is the noun, which is the decision that you just made. An aspiration, however, is not a decision. 
it's actually a hope or an ambition of achieving something. Lofty, this describes something that's high above the ground. So in this context, I said a lofty goal. That means it's a huge goal, something that might seem even unattainable. It's so high up off the ground, you maybe can't reach it. Execute, this has a couple of different meanings, but in this sense, it means to carry out in full or perform. So to carry out the actions necessary to achieve something. In a linear fashion. So this means that you're following this step-by-step -step path that leads you straight. So when you think of linear, you can think of line, like a straight line. And linear is a straight path that's leading you logically from one step to the next. To mold something or someone. So in this case, I use to mold someone. And that means that something is influencing a person or shaping them into who they are. So for example, if my parents died or passed away when I was younger, this would mold me into a really different person. Maybe it would make me a little bit colder or it would traumatize me in a way that I had difficulty forming new relationships. So it completely molds your life. And the act of to mold can also be like you're molding pottery. So it's giving it a shape. You're using your hands on wet clay to form a ceramic piece of art. And it's the same way of experiences with our life. So it's like a metaphor really. A vision board is a board of images that you put together like a collage that visually depicts your dreams. So you use this to achieve your dreams because the more often that your brain notices these images and the more often that you look at them, it kind of rewires your brain and your thought processes in a way that you're directed towards your goals and you're more likely to achieve what you're seeking. To come to fruition, so this is coming from fruit, like fruit and then I-O-N, fruition. When It's like when an idea or plan bears fruit, it becomes real. So when a tree bears fruit, it's successful and it realizes its full potential. And that's the same thing with this saying. To come to fruition means an idea or a plan that you have becomes real and it becomes tangible. Tangible is something that you can feel or touch. So it's a, we know it's a real thing because it can be touched. So for example, if you want tangible results at work, that means you probably want more money or you want some kind of result that can be tracked and written down like more purchases or more people tuning in to whatever you're doing. So that's a tangible result, those numbers there. To cut down on something simply means to reduce it. And when something is open-ended, it means there's not really one direct answer. For example, an open-ended question would be asking for your thoughts on something, not really for a right or wrong answer. Leeway is the amount of freedom you have to move or to act on something. So if you have a lot of leeway at work, maybe you're able to propose your own projects or maybe you're able to get off at 3 p.m. instead of 5 as long as you get the same amount of work done. You have a lot of leeway and a lot of freedom to set aside means to reserve a part of something for something else. So you could ask your mom to set aside some dinner for you because you'll be home late. And lastly, a taboo is when society rejects something, for example, like a person, an idea, a place, and it also looks down on anyone who talks about that or associates with it. So I mentioned that therapy is taboo in many cultures. So a lot of people would look at me like I was crazy if I was talking about therapy in public. 
So those are all the vocabulary words. I have a bunch more on the full lesson on wagenglish.com. Don't forget to check it out. The title of it is New Year's Resolutions. And I really look forward to speaking with you guys next week. So I'll see you there. Happy New Year!